What's up, guys? Welcome back to the EG Pot of Thunder with your boy, the young, light-skinned Keith Sweat. And we're here with my guy, California engineer in the flesh, baby. Um, also a bodybuilder in the flesh, Mr. San Diego. Yep, San Diego. Mis Mr. San Diego, Rick Starr, baby. Esh, get it. So, right off the bat, I feel like me and you, like, we bonded over, like, we have, like, a lot of interests and hobbies man of many different interests here but um you know we don't agree on all of them all the time but i think one thing we do agree upon for sure is travel like an ambition so like i said in the intro you are in california now so like how did that come about in the first place like i know like i know a story but our viewers might not know the story from um i'm not sure the exact age but like what made you make that move out to california yeah, it's a good question. I get asked that a lot when people first meet me. Um, now you can redirect them to the podcast. But like, here's the link. <laughs> I don't have to re-say it every single time. That's right. No, I um, you know, I got a buddy who I uh, grew up with out here in Rhode Island, and uh, right out of high school, he joined the Navy, got stationed out there in San Diego. So um, I stayed here, finished college, went to Rick, um, and then I went to go visit, and I fell in love with it. I didn't expect it to happen the way it did, but uh, was it like super fast? Yeah, it was quick. I think by like day two, day three, I'm like, I'm going to move here. That's crazy. And I feel like, you know, to, well, you know, it's crazy that, that you went out and did it. Because a lot of people say they're going to do things and then they never do it, which I feel like it's um, a common theme that we talk about all the time, which is another reason why we bond. Because I feel like if we say something, we go out and we do it. There's a lot of people sometimes have that fear where they don't make that next step. So how do you think you overcame that next step to go out and actually accomplish what you said you're going to do? Well, um, I told my buddy, like, hey, I'm going to move here. And he's like, yeah, I'll believe it when I see it. And I'm like, okay, challenge accepted. I'm kind of the type of guy where you say if I can't do it, I'm going to show you I can do it and mm. prove you wrong, right? So, um, yeah, was I scared? Absolutely. Was I scared shitless? Yes. Um, I was 22. I had, like, maybe less than 3K in my pocket. Threw everything in my Camaro, drove across the country, um, broke down in New Mexico. Oh, shit. Figured that out, got back on the road, and, you know, made it. And uh, and that's back in the day. You had maybe had MapQuest, not even no that, type of shit on your phone. Right, right. Didn't even have Google Maps. So I actually printed it out from Yahoo Maps, and I was just literally following that. That's nuts. I can see why you got lost. I would have got lost leaving Rhode Island. Never mind freaking all the way in New Mexico. I would have been got lost. Yeah. So, I mean, <clears throat> it was quite the adventure. But when I was out there, um, I loved it. Called my folks. I'm like, hey, don't bother picking me up at the airport. I'm not going to be there. <laughs> um, they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, I'm going to move here. I'm going to stay here a couple weeks. And I, I did. I stayed there a couple weeks, missed my flight, went back. Um, so in that time frame when you're missing all your flights and stuff like, like that, what are you doing in the meantime? Like, are you going, are you searching for jobs? Like, no. what is that process in between? I was drinking beer on the beach. <laughs> I was doing, trying to learn how to surf, um, hanging out with my buddy's friends and just crashing at his pad. They're all telling me, you got to come out here. You can crash with us until you figure it out. I just felt a, um, a warm welcome and acceptance mm. like I haven't felt before. And that was a big one. So that being said, you said you haven't felt like a warm acceptance like that before. So is that like talking about like, and school, like with family, or why? Why do you say that for? Like, so, like, were you the one, like the outcast in high school? Things along those lines, because I don't think we've never really talked about that yeah, to that extent. We haven't. Um, you know, in elementary school and all that, I was the real popular one. But when I got to high school, um, hip hop was a big thing, and I wasn't really into that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, at thirteen, I picked up the guitar. Slash is the reason I picked up the guitar. 
Um, so that was my band. I used to listen to them all the time. So like in high school, I was kind of like the outcast, you know, mm. I was like the rocker with the rocker t-shirts and, you know, I was uh, <clears throat> awkward, but did you feel that type of like, did you feel it like that? Like when you're high school, you're like, damn, I feel some type of way. Like these people aren't giving me attention or. Um, it's not that they weren't giving me attention. It's just like, I wasn't there. Mm. <laughs> like like you were just like, no one even like, like if I didn't, you. I was expendable. Like if I didn't go to school, it didn't matter. Right. Like I That's, wasn't, I wasn't mm. there. Um, and then with family, I felt like the outcast, not that the family made me feel like an outcast. It's just, they're all into their, you know, Vallenato and, you know, salsa and their Spanish music. And I just couldn't get into that. Like I never felt it. It never vibed. I know our, a lot of younger cousins like it. You do. And I yeah. just, for me, I just, I can never get it. So when you're like, when you're saying I can never get it, did you feel like you have to try to get it? Or you're just like, I don't get it. I'm not even going to try to bother to get it. If you don't understand where I'm coming from, then so be it. Yeah, for me, it was more like, I don't want to fucking get it. I'm not even going to try to get it. And I don't care if you don't like that. I'm going to try to get it. I think I've, I've definitely always got that vibe with you. It's either like, you know, uh, you're like you said, you have your your way. And if no one else fucks with it, then you're like, you know what? So be it. But at the same time, that's definitely like respectable because you're not going to bend to nobody else. And a lot of people, I feel like in like society and like, you know, in general, they always try to bend to like fit like a mold. And then that's why you don't see these people being their true selves. Yeah, no, I wasn't going to conform and just to be accepted. I'm like, I'm going to be me and I'm going to be me. If they like me, great. If they don't, I don't give a shit. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, and um, that being said, like in high school, you like the different music and stuff like that. Were you ever into sports? Um, yeah, I was actually, I was always very sportsful. I um, played baseball. That was probably my best sport. Um, I got to high school, but then. You know, there was the jocks, and I was like, kind of like the rocker, the outcast, while everyone's hip hop. So, the guys on the team I hated, so <laughs> I uh, didn't even bother trying out. But I did do uh, cross country and track for a little bit. Hey, so what? I think that's what got started on my fitness journey because, you know, I saw what it took—the dedication, the training, and uh, eating healthy—and and like I saw results when I was doing track. I mean, you look at track people; they look shredded. Fuck. They're shredded. I was gonna say because. I did basketball, football, and track in high school. And, you know, obviously with football and basketball, practice is hard. But, but the most dreadful sport I hated going to for practice, hands down, was track. It's like, <laughs> this shit is just boring. Like, just go up here and you're just running. It's like, I hate fucking track. But, like you said, these people have amazing bodies that work dedication. So, you said like, you think that kind of molded you into the fitness mold at that point. Yeah, that, and then, you know, <clears throat> when I got to California, everyone around there is beautiful and fit, and you go to the boardwalk, and you see hotties and bikinis and ripped dudes and tans, and so I'm like, oh, shit, I got to change some things. <laughs> right? well, so, so you weren't always in shape? <laughs> no, hell no. I was a skinny guy. I was a twig. I was like this. But, you know, <clears throat> started eating and working out and working out, and it's funny because people are like, oh, you want steroids? I'm like... I've been working out since 2004, on and off. Like, but, if I was on steroids, I'd be a lot bigger than what I am right now. <laughs> but low-key, that's kind of a compliment, though. <laughs> you think it's kind of a compliment if people think you're on steroids? Uh, I, I guess, but it's just, uh, to me, it's kind of, I, I guess I could see your point, but from my perspective, it's a slap in the face because it's like... The work you put into it. Yeah, the work I'm putting into it, and people think I'm cheating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? and like, no, it's been hard work, man. I get up every morning, I hit the gym, and that's that. It's my brother calling. I'll call him back later. <laughs> Sorry, Steve. But um, yeah, we can definitely get back to fitness. But it's, I want to finish like your journey first. Sometimes 
on the podcast. It's a no like script. It goes from like place to place, but I want to finish your journey to San Diego first. So you went to San Diego because your your friend was there. And then you said you weren't going back, and then you finally made the move out there. Mm-hmm. And how? What was like the next step after that for anybody? Well, first of all, what would be like your you're at this point in the story. What would be like your advice to someone even to take that step? Because it's definitely, that's even a huge step in itself. Uh, plan it out better. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just drove out there with like less than 300, I mean, excuse me, less than 3K. So 300,000, damn. <laughs> less than 3K. Drove out there. I didn't even know where I was going to live. I didn't have an apartment. Um, those first six months were rough. I was doing a lot of couch surfing from friends' places and uh, finally got a place. And it was just, Dude, I came like this close to moving back, but I'm like, I've come this far. I'm not fucking throwing in the towel now. Nick, I feel like, like you said, and like you're kind of, you had your friend's thoughts in the back of your head where he was like, I'll see, I'll see you when you do it. Right. So probably in the back of your head, you're like, no, I'm figuring this out no matter what. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I didn't want to go home with like my tail between my legs. I'm like, I, I made it this far. I got to figure it out. So, uh, but I always knew if it didn't work out, I could go home. My, my mom was upset. I know she was mad at my dad for a little while, but my dad's like, hey, <laughs> you know, I took you to a whole other country. He's just on the other side of the yeah. country. He's still in the U.S. And you kind of, and you kind of like doing what they did in the same, in essence, like they came out to a new place, started a new life. And that's essentially what you're doing. Well, my dad did it on a whole other level. He left the country, came to a new country, learned a new language, started his own company. I didn't even accomplish half the shit my dad did, but you know, I went out there and I'm like, I, I need to figure this out. And I always knew that if I fell on my face, I could come home. And my dad's like, go do you, go figure it out. We'll always be here. We'll always support you. And just having that support, I was like, okay, like, I got to give this my all because if I don't, I'm not doing myself any justice. And you feel like you're doing him like injustice too, like him believing in you and giving that's him right. that, that pat on the back, like that support. Right. Yep. So th- at the same time too, so you, know, you had your friends in the back of your head. Did you also feel like, what your dad did, because I honestly didn't even know that. We have such a big family. I didn't even know he started his own company, if I'm being honest. Yeah. So, like, him doing that, that you had that in the back of your head, like, damn, and my dad's doing that, like, that inspires me. Like, would you consider him, like, an inspiration for you? He's my hero. He's my hero. I told him that all the time. He came out to visit me in San Diego, and we had a long talk about it. I don't want to get into too much of the family dynamics, but I basically said, look, you left the country, started a new, <laughs> left the country, came here, learned a new language, started a new company, and had me and Steve at such a young age, and you're successful. Like, I haven't accomplished half the shit you did, and I'm 26 now. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's incredible. That's definitely incredible. Like, yeah, like that's, a, that's, you know, that's definitely inspiring, and I can see where, like, you got your work ethic for, for sure, because he must have had a crazy work ethic to do what he did. So I can see where, you, like, you know, you and Steve both get that drive where, like, you're guys going to do and accomplish things at the same time. And you know, I think you've done, a, you know, like I said, man of many different interests, hobbies, and travels. I think you've definitely accomplished a lot. Do you think sometimes you can be, like, too hard on yourself where you're not getting yourself credit? Oh, my worst credit. Everyone tells me that I need to put the bat down. But if I don't set the bar up here, um, you know, I'm just You want to be, be where you are right now? Exactly. You always got to push. Like, if you aim for the stars, you land on the moon, right? So... That type of concept. I always overshoot and try to, and if I fall short, I'm like, I don't care. I'm still moving forward. Mm. I'm still making progress. So by overshooting, so now we're still getting back to the story. So we keep going back and forth. And so now you get back there, the next move, you talk to your parents, your mom's mad at your dad. So how do you make the next step? So what are you doing? Like, what was your first job out there? How did you make that, you know, how did you settle in to San Diego? 
like I said, I, you know, I went home, um, sat my girlfriend down, broke up with her, put in my two weeks <laughs> notice at work, threw everything in the Camaro that I had and drove back. But I didn't have a plan. I just said, I'm fucking going. Because I just felt the support from my mom and dad. Like, no matter what happens, yeah. I can go home. So I'm like, I'm going to do this. So you go, you go there, you do it. You're finally out there, though. So like, what is like that first step? Like, how did you, what was your, what was your entry level job? What did you get do to get started? Oh, stayed out there? Dude. Yeah. So I, I got to my buddy's house, knocked on his door. He couldn't believe I was there. I'm like, yeah, man, I drove. My Camaro's here. He's like, no way. Like, came out. He's like, you really fucking drove here? I'm like, told you. And uh, so I'm like, I need a place to crash. He's like, yeah, no worries. So. I crashed with him, walked across the street to get some food, and I saw there was a, a sign hiring. Fucking first job there, 7-Eleven graveyard <laughs> shit, dude. That's how like, miserable. I think like $9 an hour. It was miserable. Dude, $9 an hour San Diego, even back then, <laughs> must have been nothing. I did it for like two weeks, uh, updated my resume, and did some of the social work out there. And uh, I, I never knew that. Yeah, my first year was all social work. Um, and then... Uh, on my own time on the weekends when my friends were at the beach hanging out, I was home studying with the fucking books, trying to get my Microsoft certifications. And Was that know. always a part of like your plan? Was the Microsoft always a part of your plan? Or you're like, you know what, I'm in no, like the tech he, state, so... I knew I wanted to get into IT, but he had Microsoft certifications and he had all the books because he went through the training. So I did it self-study. I didn't have a teacher. I just read books, bought computers, played with it, fixed shit, broke shit. When I broke, I'm like, oh, well, that didn't work. I learned from it. But isn't that what IT pretty much is? Like, like that's how I, like, like I said before we started, you know, I'm known as like the tech cousin. Uh-uh. That's him. That's this guy right here. But from what I do know is exactly what you said. Just forums, YouTube videos, Reading, trying it, breaking it, YouTube falling videos. it. We didn't. I didn't have that. And you know, I wish I had that now. Yeah. You know, even like when I started playing guitar, like I don't have like all the um, forums and education and tutorials and things that are out there now. It was really just playing with shit. Fuck, I broke that. That didn't work. Now I gotta go spend money and buy this. And hope this shit works. <laughs> legit. This is legit <laughs> how I learned. Like, cause literally, I was just out here just breaking my my PCs back in the day, and just like. All right, I'm start again. I got a virus doing this, and literally, it's how I started. It's how like every time someone comes over for the podcast, like even you, just you're like, how did you learn how to do this? It's like literally, just I've always been a part of me. So um, yeah. So back in the day, that must have been tough for you. So like getting used to that. That's that's, that's intense. So when did you start doing that? Um, that was back in 1999. Oh, snap! So <laughs> <laughs> I feel so old. So how how long did it take you to get that certification? Um, you know, I grinded it out. You know me, I always grinded it out. I think I knocked it out in less than six months. And oh, then, snap. Um, there was an internship hiring at one of the hospitals there, and I had my certification that got my foot in the door. And so then I was doing that Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, and then that only paid me like ten fifty an hour because it oh, was a shit. shitty internship. But uh, grateful for the opportunity, right? I don't want to take away from that. I learned a lot on that job. Did you... Did you take that knowing it was a sacrifice? Or did you take it like, this is my only opportunity? This so is like, my only opportunity, and it's better than fucking the social work that I was doing. And um, I would leave. It, it was at a healthcare company. I would leave the healthcare company, rush home in traffic, change into my Denny's uniform, and then I'd be serving until like 1, 2 o'clock in the morning. Oh, shit. Get home, shower, go to try to get some sleep, get up, be back for work for the healthcare company back at 8. Dude, that's nuts. It was a grind. Hey, this is cool. This is cool as hell. 
to know because I don't even know this story. Yeah. So like, um, you know, to our viewers, hopefully you see the sacrifice you're doing to make it to a different city. This is dope itself. So, Denny, so how long did you do those two jobs at a, the same time? Um, I did that for about a little over six months. And then because the internship was supposed to be temporary. So I actually took it upon myself and I went to the hiring manager, the guy that gave me the role. And I'm like, hey, look. I'm really grateful for this opportunity. It was only supposed to be six weeks. It's actually been six months. Um, <laughs> how long can I depend on this? Because I'm working two jobs and I'm like, I'm dying over here. Like I was literally not getting much sleep. And he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, I come here, you know, it's an internship. I don't make that much money. You know what I'm making. And then I rush home, fight traffic, get in my Denny's uniform. And I'm working there until like one, two o'clock in the morning, depending on my cleanup, go home, shower, sleep, get maybe four or five hours sleep just to come back here to be on shift for you. And he's like, oh, he's like, <laughs> I had no idea. And he was just like, that is amazing. I can't believe you've been doing that for that long. He's like, um, tell you what, why don't you quit your Denny's job? Um, I think we're going to get ready to hire and move you up. And um, two weeks after that, he promoted me full-time as a full-time uh, systems analyst, doubled my salary. That was the most. Like, so like, I started making 45000 and for me, that was a lot of money back in 1999. Oh, for sure. Especially, you know, first when you make that move, you're like, oh, shit. Well, you're 23 at that point? Uh, I was 22. <laughs> 22? Yeah. So, I mean, like, that's awesome. Tell us to get double, you know, your pay. And, like, um, you know, closed mouths don't get fed. You know, even if you don't say that, like, so, like, uh, I guess advice to anybody watching this in this journey. Where, like, So, were you nervous at that point, like, even coming up to him? Or you just, you were so... No, I was like, I've got, I've got nothing to lose. Like, I, he knows I've been rocking this job and busting my ass, and like, I just, I need a break. I can't. I knew it was like six months. This is unsustainable. So, um, and I wanted to stay there, and I told him that. So he was just like, Yeah, don't worry about that job. Why don't you go ahead and put your notice in? We'll take care of you. No, that's dope. Hey, shout out to that guy. Shout out to that guy right there, because a lot of people can not be receptive to that. And he was seeing like your dedication and what you did to like even go out here and be in a different city, which I'm sure he knew that at that point. So, so someone like that to give you the opportunity that that means a lot because you know that could have ended a whole completely different way. Well, uh, just to give you a little insight, so back then that company was on this software called uh, Novell, <laughs> which is like it's still around but not as popular or mainstream. And everything was going to Microsoft. I had my certification in Microsoft. Everyone there didn't know, and that's what they were, like, transitioning to. So when we transitioned, I was, like, on the ground. It was, like, level playing field as all the other analysts. So, like, I started working circles around some of the analysts who've been there for, like, years. And that's crazy. And he just saw my grind, and um, he respected that. And I absolutely got that from my dad, and it's just – it's not about um, – it, it's what you do with your opportunities, right? So for me, it's, like, um, it's not well, – how can I explain it? Uh, my success has all been through grind, grit, not giving up, and um, willing to do what others are not. So I did what the other analysts wouldn't want to do. There was a guy there, one guy who managed like over 300 software applications for a hospital, and um, he couldn't keep up. And I'm like, you know what? I'll, I'll help you with that. If you'll train me, I will help you. I will come in at like five in the morning. I'll stay till like 10 o'clock at night or whatever it is that you do in these upgrades. He's like, are you for real? I'm like, yeah, just, just train me. 
And he's like, all right. I'm like, just use me as your bitch. He's like, all right. So he started inviting me and he started teaching me the ropes. And then I got promoted and started doing this other job, but I was still helping him. Long story short, uh, a senior engineer role opened up in his team. And they're like, who should we hire? And he's like, I want Rick. He already fucking knows it. He's been doing it. He's been coming in at five in the morning with me. He's been there at 10 o'clock till midnight. That's, so that's, that's, what's, uh, that's the stuff that people don't see, though. Like, that's stuff maybe people back home or people who, you know, you went to high school with. Because I deal with that same stuff, like what I'm doing sometimes. And people are like, yo, what's F you doing? How's he doing that? Because people aren't seeing. They're seeing you go. It's like the typical, you know, Guns N' Roses story or any successful rapper, hip-hop artist, rock and roll artist, basketball player. Like, they see them at the top holding the trophy up winning those awards. They're not seeing the people grinding. Yeah. And they're like, oh, how did Richie do How is Richie doing that? Oh, you're not hearing that part of the story. You're not seeing him go through that, spending fucking 15-hour work days, not sleeping, working at Denny's. Like, people don't see that stuff. And that's the grind where people are like, oh, how? Oh, he's jacked. Oh, he's taking steroids. No, you're not seeing him wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning to do that type of the effort that needs right. to be put into to get to that point. That's exactly right. Yeah, I mean, um, uh, there's a quote that, um, what's the saying? It goes, uh, um, God, what is it? Alone in your struggles, crowded in your victory. And that, for me, that's been very true for my IT career, when I was bodybuilding, um, anything that I've tried to do. It's that's just it. Like, no one sees the grind, <laughs> you know? And it's, it's a huge grind, 100%. So, like, you kind of explain, like, what you did after, like, the extra, like, Staying over, helping out that guy with the projects and the updates, but I was I was curious. So, what's a systems manager when you got promoted at that point? Like, what's that job de- like description entail? No, I wasn't a systems manager. I was a senior engineer. So, basically, it you know doubled my pay again, and it got me paid for all the stuff that I learned because all the guys on the team didn't know it except him. And he, I, I was like, okay, if so, he gets hit by a bus, no one's gonna be able to do this shit. Yeah. So, if I learn how to do it. And he gets hit by a bus. I could save the day. No, for sure. I was thinking selfishly, <laughs> but you know, but it also worked being out. a team player at the same time. <laughs> but being a team player, <laughs> but also thinking selfishly, like what are the gaps on the team and where can I fill? But it? what do you do though? Like, so I, I, I mean, like I said, people think I'm a tech guy. Oh, Slow, slightly I am, but like I just like to, in layman's terms, like what what do you do? Yeah, well, back then it was um, hospital software for like the emergency department. Uh, the operating rooms, um, radiology, just different software, like whatever programs that they use. If it was down, I was the guy that fixed all of them. So oh, from cool. there on, it's progressed. And I've done other things now. I work at a, a, at a major cloud service provider that I don't want to name, you know, because yeah. I want to be anonymous. But uh, Anonymous hacker, like uh, <laughs> I, Mr. Robot. I love that show. Do you watch Mr. Robot? No. Oh, I feel like you would like it. No. I feel like you would like it. It's uh yeah, Mr. Anonymous. But um yeah, so then yeah, so you got to that point. So, so, so at that point do you think, I hey, damn, I made it. I'm out here, I made it. No, because um like when I'm studying and I'm the more I learn, I'm like, okay, I know this much, right? And then when I learn more, I'm like, okay, I know this much now. But the more I learn, I'm like, oh shit, I don't know this much. Right. You're like so you're like a planet in the multi universe. It just keeps exponentially growing. The more I learn, the more I realize how much shit I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So so at that point how do you expand? So like you're thinking, all right, what am I doing next to level up? Yeah, I'm always like, all right, this is where I'm at. What's the next level? So what was the next level at that point? Um 
Well, for a while, um, I was on cruise control there because I stayed at that company 15 years. Oh, almost snap. 16. But I was snap. like, you know, I busted my ass. I wanted to enjoy the fruits of my labor. Um, you know, there was a girlfriend that I met, and we went uh, a couple trips a year, and that's how I started the whole traveling thing. So I was like, let me enjoy this success, ride it out. I'm making good money. I've got money going into my 401k, my retirement. I've got no kids, no wife. Like, I'm living life. So you sound like me. I fucking sound like traveled me. as much as I could. Damn, you sound like me. But I wasn't as smart as you to do the exchange program. I wish I did that. Oh, dude, it's so fun. It was crazy because I I know my mom's gonna be watching a hundred percent. So <laughs> what up? <laughs> so um, like when I it was crazy. I'm not even sure. I told you like the origins of the story. So it was actually went out to the Providence campus. They had like a little like uh you know those random ass tables with a little banner thing up next to it. And I was like, do you want to study abroad? And I'm like, I do. <laughs> and it was so random. Literally, I was like, yeah, I do. But what was it about that that made you resonate and be like, yeah, I want to do that? But it was like most people be like, fuck that. Yeah, it was like I don't know. It was like seven feet tall. It was like, do you want to study abroad? <laughs> and I'm like, hmm. It was it was like a night class, and I was walking with two of my friends, and um. Uh, I stopped and they're like, are you really stopping for there? And I'm like, yeah, well, if you don't want to stop, you can like keep going, whatever. I don't care. So whatever they left. <laughs> and then I talked to the person. They're like, oh, you're interested. Person's like surprised. Like no one's coming up to them. And I'm just asking questions. And um, I always attribute to like, I think the last trip I did before that, before that, Jesus Christ, was I went to Cali to visit you with my friend Patrick. And yeah. I always say that's like the trip that like started the travels. 100%. I have not said that in the podcast, but that is, uh, I forget what year it was. Not only like, the travels, but like the first time where like you and I were like connected and we're like, I was like, Oh, I'm, I, 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 I got a connection with that feed. You know, for sure. That definitely was. And that it was so random. Cause like how I do it all the time, everybody, like if I know someone somewhere, I'm just like, Hey, you know, I'm coming here. Do you want to like link up? Most time it works. Sometimes people were like, "No, it's random." Yeah, whatever. I don't think you expected me to make the drive up, but you were shocked when I got there. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, because I'm like, oh, I honestly I didn't know how far it was. I was just like, "Oh, I know he's in San Diego." Hey, I'm coming to LA. Do you want to meet up? And he literally drove up in his blue pickup truck. <laughs> I do remember that to this to this point. And um, that yeah, so that was the first trip I went with Patrick. He was still in high school. I'm pretty positive. I was in college, maybe my freshman year, and we were just like, you know what? Let's let's go out. And um, shout out to Pat because we've been to a lot of places together. He is, woo, he is Mr. King Cheap to this day. He is still Mr. Cheapo. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I respect At least he goes out. At least he takes a ride. You don't have to deal with it every now and then. I know he's listening to this too. He tunes in a lot. But, um, Pat, you know you're Mr. King Cheapo, so whatever. So, yeah, so that started, like, my travels. So after that is when I seen that banner ad or whatever, like the presentation table at URI. So I spoke to him. And I told my mom, like, hey, I want to go. I'm going to study abroad. And she's like, no, you're not. And I'm like, uh, yeah, I am. Yeah. And she was like, no, you're not. I'm like, uh, I am. So you're probably like me. That made you want to be like, well, I'm going to prove you wrong. Yeah, no, for sure. I was just like, it was even like a question. I was like, no, I'm Way going. Way to go, Sandy. <laughs> Way to go. <laughs> yeah. So she was all but her about it. And it's like, first off, it's only for a summer. So I was like, I'm going to go. So, um, yeah, just put that shit up on my credit card. I'm like, yo, fuck, I'm doing it. And then went there. It was cool. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. It was definitely an experience. But I didn't like I went to like Prep Young in southern France. And I didn't know. It's like real deal France. Like nobody speaks English. I couldn't get around. I felt like a little kid. No like, parlez-vous français. Uh, 
Sans fait la toilette. Where the toilets? <laughs> Only thing I know in French. And uh, je ne parle pas. Je ne je ne parle English bien. Je ne parle français. Je ne parle français bien. Yeah. I can't speak French good. <laughs> Only thing I can say those two things. And um, so I'm like, you know, I'm gonna go somewhere like where I can like communicate with people. So I came back the National Exchange in New Orleans, fire. Everyone always asks me. They're like, did you go to New Orleans next because they're French? Nope. Can't speak French at all. Don't need it. But either way, I did those two things, and that kind of jump-started the travels. But um, how do we get in this conversation? Well, <laughs> oh, because you, you said you wanted to. That's one thing you regret doing, not, not doing. The exchange program. Well, you were asking about my career, and you know, I, I said, you, what was the next level? I'm like, yeah. Well, I was on a cruise control, right? I, I started cruise control, traveling. Cruise control, your girlfriend. Enjoying Maybe my up. success. And uh, yeah, I went. I, so like my passport is completely filled with stamps, and... There was only like two open places that were left, and it pa- the passport expired, and I was pissed because I was like, I wanted to get it all filled before it expired. That'd be, that'd be it's nice. like now I got to start all over. But I there's so many places that I've been, and so many places that I haven't been. Right, so um, that laundry list of places to go just gets longer and longer uh, each year. Dude, it continually adds up for me. I always want to go somewhere different. But um, during those 15 years, though, so the, I'm sure there's a lot of trials and tribulations. But I'm sure there's a lot of promotions in there, too, especially being in a tech. There must be something new all the time going on. So did you feel like maybe sometimes you were like, like well, you, you said it, kind of cruise control. You were just like, yeah, was, I'm planning on staying the rest of my life type of thing? Yeah, I kind of expected that. Uh, what changed it is I got a new boss. And here's what I'll tell you. People will leave. Uh, they won't leave good companies. They will leave a bad manager. So my manager was not the best. Um, I tried to stick it out and uh, stay there next two years. But after that, I was like, I can't deal with him. Peace out. So I put in my notice, left another job. And it started me traveling, not traveling, but like uh, this you know, journey of learning different roles. And that's when I was like, all right, what's the next level? What do I want to do? I've been on cruise control for so long. I've been stagnant. My IT skills are probably like dinosaur. I need to up my levels. And that's all I do is study, 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 study play my from guitar that, when I can. <laughs> from that point on, you started studying or? Yeah, you- I started studying a lot more. So at the end of the day, maybe that douche manager was kind of placed in your life on purpose by God to like, Hey, Rich, you know what? You need to wake up, bro. You're not doing, you're not reaching your full potential. And you're always talking about, you know, people not re- re- reading, reaching their full potential. And now you've kind of been stagnant at the same time. So maybe yeah. that was the guy was placed in your life on, for a purpose. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I don't regret it. I'm glad the guy was in my life. Um, you know, uh, he definitely got me to leave. And when I left, I was like, wow, there's so many things that I've gotten stagnant on. And there's all these things that they're requiring for job now. And like, I need to know X, Y, Z. And I didn't know it. So, um, yeah, that's, all, that's why I'm always studying. And with IT, it's it's never-ending. You always have to study because it's always evolving. It's always changing. Yeah, which, which is good, though. At the same time, see, either you say, because I know you don't listen to rap, but I know, like, so you're like a recording. <laughs> well, I listen to some, you know. I, well, like I'm sure you know who, Biggie. yeah, I'm sure you know who Jay-Z is. Yeah. yeah. Jay-Z says that he always listens to new music because either you stay with the times or you get left in the dust. That's right. So he's always listening to new rappers. He's always in contact with new rappers, trying to get their ideas because if not, like you said, he's gonna be, you're going to be a dinosaur. So especially in, in like tech, there's always new stuff. So it's either you're, you're with the times or you're going to be yeah. getting laid off real quick because you're getting stagnant. So there used to be um, these things called like this magazine and it would have like inspirations with like mugs and portraits and picture frames, of course, and things to inspire you. 
there was one that always stood out to me and it said um, if you aren't riding the wave of change you'll soon find yourself underneath it mm. and I was like wow that just like boom hit me like a brick between the eyes and I'm like that is so true yeah 100% so I'm always striving to be better than the guy I was yesterday yeah, like, um, I think I was listening to a podcast with Triple H and uh, his trainer, Joe DeFranco. And Triple H said that, I forget who who said it, but he said, if you had the same mindset at 50 when you did when you were 30, you just wasted 20 years of your life. Yeah, that's true. Do you think you have a different mindset? I mean, you're not 50, but... No. But Honestly, I, I don't even know your age. I don't know anybody's age. Sometimes I forget my age. Yeah. But I don't think you're 50. But if you're not innocent, whatever, whatever age you are, 20 years before that, do you have a different mindset than you do now? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I ever since I got to California, it was always evolving. Like when I got there at 22, five years later after that, I was not the same person I was then when I was at 22. And it just keeps changing. And I look back now and I'm like, damn, man, like I was so naive and dumb in some things, but I was also fucking you know brave and willing to take risks and that's one thing that i think sets me apart from a lot of my friends is that uh some people you know they let the fear stop them and it's like okay i'm afraid i'm accepting that but i'm not gonna let the fear stop me i'm still gonna try and, and move forward and if it fucking doesn't work out it doesn't work out but i can at least look back on my life and not have any regrets i think the worst kind of regret is wondering what if right i don't want to have any what ifs what ifs and i mean you're saying you different than your friends but honestly i think different than majority of people and that's why there's like the top one percent of people and i've said on the podcast before because the other 99 percent are going to make excuses for everything you know they're gonna make excuses for why don't i do this so oh, oh i should have been had a podcast before i should have i should have been here in the gym well why don't you do it? you just gotta do it like yeah. I'm, I'm like seventy five episodes into this podcast. That's dope. I did not know that. I thought you were only a couple in, but um. No, yeah, no, I'm at like seventy five. <laughs> like fifty release. I have like thirty in the bank, but it's like you know I could have continually been like, oh, next podcast, next po- oh, next taping. I'll do it next week. I'll do it next week. Like you said, you just got, you just got to go on and do it, because yeah. you never know. Like you never know. Like. No, you never know what you're gonna have tomorrow. Um, you know. That, like uh, you don't know all the stuff that's going on with my dad but like my dad is you know uh he's doing not so good right now i mean he was he was fine he redid the deck at his house he's always been independent he well, like when he started his own company um he ran it with uncle jc Foncho. oh the painting yeah oh i didn't know he was a part of that yeah yeah he he built that well, first off i didn't know they even did that till like a year ago so like, i think <laughs> my mom told me i'm like what yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. And they had an office, and my dad just got tired of it, and like he sold the business, and he went his own way. And uh, anyway, but um, where was I going with that? I lost. My you said that um, you know, you never know what time is going to be coming about. Your dad right. was doing good, right, right. and then yeah, I mean, he was he was always a guy that does everything at the house, and um, you know, he went on a trip uh, to Colombia, and my mom's like, uh, when I checked in with her, how's it going? And she's like, well, he's he's weird, he's off, he's like confused, and he had a stroke six years ago. So I was like, oh, shit, is he having some, like, mini strokes? Long story short, um, we got him on a plane. We got him back to Rhode Island. We, I'm like, Steve, take him to the hospital, ASAP, took him to the hospital. Um, and long story short, um, they they saying he has uh, an autoimmune disease called vasculitis, and it causes oh, dementia, shit. confusion, delirium. 
So like they asked him, hey, what year is it? And he was like, uh, 2018. No, they asked him another day. He yeah. said it's 2025. And they asked him, who's the president? He couldn't answer. And uh, just simple things. He can't answer like what a pen is. And like when you're talking to him, he just, I mean, he makes no sense. That's tough. So it's like a shell of my dad that's there. But he's not the same person. He's in there somewhere. Sometimes his personality and his traits come out. But it's like. I don't know if his cognition will come back. The medication takes like five to six weeks, according to what my brother said. He's been doing a lot of the, taking the brunt of it with the doctors and everything. But um, if his cognition doesn't come back, I don't, I don't know what the plan is. Um, I'm going to have to come up with a plan B. But right now, I mean, I've been home two days and he's getting up at like midnight, three o'clock, four o'clock. Uh, sometimes the other night it was two, four and five. He'll try to shower in the middle of the night. Yeah, it's tough. Um, my mom caught him brushing his teeth with, like, shaving cream. Like, he's just, he's not there, man. Yeah, I mean, that must be a lot to deal with. That's, that's tough. I mean. So it's, it's cliche, and everyone says it, but no one really takes it to heart until it hits them. Yeah, yeah, like you said, I'm sure he wasn't expecting that at any moment. I mean, like, yeah, that, at that point, you never know what's going to happen with those type of situations. But like you said, you never know when it's going to hit you. It can hit literally anybody at any moment. Yep. Like I can, you can literally walk outside right now, get hit by a fucking, by something, and then you never know. You literally never know. I seen a video. Some girl got fucking attacked by a rabid fox. Wait, a rabid? It was like a rabid fox fucked her up. Yep. Like you, you don't, you never know. You legit never know, and that's why you got to make the most of your moments. And I feel like you know, at least you know, I'm trying to make the best of my moments. I feel like you made the best of your moments, and you know that guy coming into your life definitely changed the trajectory of like your path yeah and like coming for that point so you said you were you know asked you before and so so san diego led you to indiana and how did that portion of your life go like i think our little talks we've had before you know it wasn't like the best but do you think that was an also a, a like a, an awakening to you to like yeah, I mean, it was it was an experience that I, I welcomed, right? Like, I kept pursuing this job. I was looking for a, a pre-sales role that I was trying to get in San Diego, and no one would want to hire me because I didn't have the experience. But for some reason, I got some guy in Indiana who's like, I like your story, I like your grit, I like your persistence, your heart, your determination. He's like, I'll hire you. I'll train you. He's like, but you got to move to fucking Indiana. <laughs> That's rough. <laughs> so I'm like... All right, uh, you know, I love San Diego. This is home, but you know what? I want to pursue this opportunity. I don't want to pass this up. So I, I sold all my shit, dumped everything, and next thing I know, I'm on a plane to fucking Indiana. Yeah, and um, brutal. I made it last. You know, I was there for three years. and uh, it was Three good... years? Holy shit. Yeah, good time with uh, some peeps out there. Learned... I Actually, before I stopped in here to Rhode Island to visit that, I stopped out there in Indiana. So I, I was there for uh, two nights, said hi to some peeps, and... They treat me like family, good people. It was a good experience. Um, like I said, I didn't let the fear stop me, right? And that's why it's important to just do it. To never say, oh, I'll do it tomorrow or this and that like you were talking about because you got to have the mindset there is no tomorrow. What if tomorrow never comes? You got to make the most of today. And so many people worry about shit in the past and, oh, this, well, this may happen. I'm like, well, who cares what happened in the past? You can't yeah. change that, right? Who cares what you're worried about in the in the in the future? Like it's not like, who cares? But like, why are you stressing so much over it when you don't know what the outcome is? Here's the moment you're in now. Here's today. Focus on that. Focus on what you can control. And 
live each day, day to day, because you never know if you're going to have tomorrow. Big again, facts, 100%. Again, cliches, but until it hits you, you really don't start thinking that way. No, 100%. So long story short, and it was a learning curve, it was a chapter in your life, but it wasn't a part of your life, so you went back to San Diego. The plan was always to come back to San Diego. Um, my boss knew that, and I had put three years in, and I'm like, hey, look, I'm ready to go home. I've done my time. I've given you the time I said I would. Um, let's find a way to get me home. And there were some openings there, and um, he's like, all right. We were down a couple guys, and he could have totally blocked my transfer, but he's like, no, you've been, you've been solid. You've been good. You've kept your word. You've been in three years. You worked your ass off. He's like, I'm sending you to San Diego. And I transferred back. Hey, so. that's what's up. That's, that's a good, uh, you've had some good boss. Oh, you have one dickhead, but <laughs> yeah, two uh, seemed like they were good. I don't know if there was more, but you had two these key people in your life that could have uh, blocked you. But the point they, is, without adversity, right, that dickhead of a boss, there's no growth. 100%. 100%. Now you're back there. Now it's pretty much like your full timeline of where you're at currently, correct? Mm-hmm. Now we get into some cool stuff. So that entire time, how the hell do you fit females into your life? You're out here, you're grinding. I'm sure we got a, a good looking cousin in here. We got we have a, we have a humongous family. I think we're actually we're all good looking people. We are in our family. Our we're family blessed. Ours is really pretty. Uh, yeah. You know what's funny is uh, uh, Sashi and Jessica came to visit me one year, and there was a girl that um, I dated. We were like on and off, and um, I think Sasha or Jessica, one of them, posted something on Instagram, and they tagged me. And, and she saw the picture of him, right? And so, like, she all freaked out. And she's just like, oh, well, you know, you got all these girls. And I'm, like, laughing. I'm like, I didn't say anything. I'm like, where are you getting all this from? And she just, she finally threw it out. She's like, I saw the post. You think I didn't see it? And I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God. I'm like, seriously, is this what you're basing this on? And um, <laughs> she's like, well, you can't deny the post. I'm like, okay. I'm like, so you're just going to take the post? You're not going to ask me any questions and anything? She's just like, I, I saw all I need to know. I'm like, oh. So did you know those are my girl cousins and they came out to visit me and they're my family? <laughs> well, she, said she was just like big eyeballs. <laughs> she felt like a fool. She couldn't apologize you, enough. You know what's funny? The same thing happened to Brandon with actually with Jessica and Natalia. They both calmed down his picture and was like like hearts or whatever. And the girl was like, oh, so who's that? And he's like, uh, those are my cousins. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so we're definitely, uh, you know, blessed with the, you know, the good-looking genetics. But, um, yeah, so how do, you fi- how do you fit time? Like, so yeah, you're all that work, all that grind out here. How are you weeding through the, the bushes to not fall into the trap? Because, you know, those successful stories, sometimes you get uh, blindsided by the girls and, you know, you said like sometimes, oh, you can't, you can't dwell on the past. You can't look towards the future. But some people get hard into their feelings about an ex or what could have been. And they go through the, you know, the saga and they, you know, get heartbroken. Have you, well, first of all, have you been heartbroken before? Oh yeah, for sure. I think everyone's got experienced a heartbreak. Um, it's only natural. You know, if they say they're not, they're probably lying or holding something back. But honestly, um, it's just been excuse me it's been over you know growth just learning like okay like i can only grind so much before it's just like you fill a cup of water you can only fill it so much before it starts to overflow and it's not retaining shit right so it's like i can't be studying 24 7 so i put in my time i get up 4 a.m you know i hit the gym come home 
you know, I <laughs> I say my prayers to God. I read my Bible readings for the day. I go to work. When I come home, you know, I make some time for me, but um, or make other time for other people. But um, it, you gotta. It's just discipline. So many people are not willing to do the discipline and, and cave. Or how many people start diets and they can't keep that, or they they're like, it's just amazing. So is that what you're? Is that still your daily routine? Uh, it's yeah, it is. I'm starting to get back into it. Especially now when I get back home, um, I got a, a different guy that I, I buy my supplements from at the nutrition store, and he's competing, and he's just ripped. And uh, he's like, "Hey, man," he's like, "Could you use another new like meal plan?" He's like, "I know you've you've done and you competed." I'm like, "I'm always willing to tweak stuff, and like if you can get me to lose an extra twenty pounds and get shredded again, he's like, I got you." So you know, next week I'm gonna start on a new plan with him. Uh, well, first off, you still look good, so I don't know <laughs> what the motherfucker's talking about. But um, yeah. So so you're you're still you're act you're. So at this age, you still have no uh, <laughs> intention of uh you know are you, are you looking to settle down? Like was that your plan at any time during those? Yeah. Well, you know, I get this question all the time from the family. You know, oh, when can, are you gonna get married? Or when mm-hmm. are you gonna have fucking babies? And it's like, well, um. I'm never going to have babies ever. Like you have a better chance at seeing God. So stop asking, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like my mom and dad have accepted it. Why can't you? Yeah. I'm, I'm just being the good host here. People want to know these answers. <laughs> yeah. That's so that's I'm out beat. here. Let's, let's get it. Let's put it out here. People <laughs> ask you anymore, but you know what? Tune into the EG pot of thunder on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, and you can find these answers. You want to keep answering them all the time. Here's, here's their link. I'll chapter mark this family. Family questions, watch. So you're, you, there's not, there's not even, no option at all. There's no way it's ever fucking happening. Nope, I am never gonna have babies. That's not gonna happen. Marriage? Ever. Are you ever getting married? That will never happen either. Oh, Natalia, we got a, a, we got a foe for you on the podcast coming up soon. Oh yeah, I've heard about uh, Natalia's views. I would love to challenge her and, and yeah. Oh. oh, let's talk, Natalia. Let's get it, baby. <laughs> she actually agrees with you, though, on no marriage. Really? She actually said, she said that she does not want to get married. I would want to know her side of that. Well, she says she would be up for it, but she's not pressing it. So, like, someone, like she's not going to be worried about it, but she's it's not on her mind, and she doesn't get married, and she's fine. Well, look, it, it, I mean, if, real simple, break it down, like, without getting super into details, I mean... Well, he's saving the good stuff for you, Natalia. He's yeah, saving it up yeah. for you. I mean, but in a nutshell, over fifty percent of marriages end in divorce, right? If you get remarried, it just you know the statistics the statistics go up even higher. Um, so it's like third marriage even higher, right? So it's like okay, so if someone told you and you're gonna go like you know <laughs> uh, skydiving, hey, there's a fifty percent chance this fucking parachute's gonna open. Are you gonna fucking jump out of the plane? Hell no. So well, like. Why would I get into a legal marriage contract that is beneficial for the woman? And if she breaks the contract, she's getting paid. And I've worked all my, like, excuse me, let me get this straight. I'm going to bust my ass, get all these assets, get all these things. And if it doesn't work, you take half my shit. Why would any man, like, I think that's the worst financial move a man can make. Don't, don't you love her? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. That's that's typically the the rebuttal. Don't you? Why why does it matter? Right. So if you love me, why do you need the piece of paper? It's literally just a piece of paper at this point. Why do you need the piece of paper? Why do you need to like have me by the balls legally? Like, no, fuck you. I think it's, I think it's one of those things. It's like those like old school mindsets where it's like, 
hey, like, you have to get married. It was kind of, like, instilled in us at, like, a young age. Like, hey, I even said this on the podcast with Natalia. Like, you grew up, like, we grew up going to family parties and everybody, I can't think of someone who wasn't married. Like, it was weird to see, like, that uncle or a cousin who, like, didn't have a girlfriend or something like that. Cousin. And, um, yeah, and, like, oh, why is he single? Nowadays, though, like, we go to a family party. But first of all, there isn't family parties no more because, like, no. Before, back in the day, it was just like everybody, it was like fucking 18 Christmas parties to go to, or maybe like, not actually like two, because it was like two main ones. It was like my mom's side and my dad's side. Now there's like a million mini parties. But like back in the day, like everybody had somebody. Now it's like, it's kind of weird if you are married or have a kid. Like in our family, at least it's like uh, my age, at least, is like a lot of us don't have kids. I feel like at my age, at that point, everybody had a significant other. Yeah. Now it's like, so I feel like it's just back in the day though, like it was weird if you didn't have like a husband, you didn't have a wife. Well, yeah. It's still in us at that point. Now it's like, so back in the day, it's like you now you needed to. Like that's probably why you get pressed all the time. Like, oh, why aren't you married? Why aren't you doing this? I never get asked that fucking question. I don't know if it's just because like my personality and I would just help someone like, yo, kind of go fuck off. You know, I know family members are gonna be watching this. I don't care. That's how my that's how my personality is. Like I'm not gonna be I'm not twisting up for nobody, so maybe that's why I don't go press for those questions, but, you know, you're a different generation than I am, like, age-wise. Yeah, I, it so. was more out of respect for dad and mom, you know, to not disrespect my aunt and uncles, but, like, now I'm just, I, I think everyone knows, and now I'm at that point where, like, if, the minute you ask me, I'm just going to turn around and walk out the door. And I think my dad's actually laid it down for them. He's like, look, he's coming all the way from fucking California. He's coming to see you. And the first fucking question you're going to ask him is when are you going to settle down and have kids? Like, like, why the fuck do you think he doesn't want to come here anymore? Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I mean, that's, that's yeah. I mean, I feel you on that 100%. I mean, yeah, I mean, everyone doesn't have the same ambitions. And, you know, I don't think you'd be at, I don't think you'd be at that level of doing what you've done and where you've been if, oh, you know, no. you got sidetracked, like, and my personal, like, life, like, I think if I, like, settled down in my mid-20s, I wouldn't be where I am right now. Like, you know, even, like, recently I was, I was going through something, like, I wouldn't even say, like, hardcore, but, like, I was definitely, like, annoyed about what happened. And I'm like, yo, what the fuck? I called you about it, whatever. And then it's like, all right, yeah, now I'm over it. Like, it took me, like, a quick, like, week to get over it. But it's like, but say if I was in a marriage or, like, a long-ass term, like, girlfriend, like, that could have just thrown all derailed all my plans and um yeah I'm, I'm you know long story short i'm glad that i didn't have that situation in my life to like i don't know where i'd be if i was in a long-term relationship like that yeah i mean what i always tell you i always tell you to work on you work on your purpose work on your grind because you can always have a family whenever you want right as a guy we can have babies up until like 50s 60s like we we've got all the time in the world women don't Right. They've got that biological clock. After so many times, it starts to get into risky pregnancy, yeah. and Down syndrome, and autism, and all this other shit. So, um, no, it's going to be on my terms, <laughs> not on their clock. Yeah, for sure. So, like, it's any, uh, I know you have a, a lot of followers. You have a lot of girls seeking you on uh, Lucky Rick Stars Instagram. No, um, I haven't been active on that account in, I think, three years. Oh, really? Do you have, you have another Instagram? Um, no, I just haven't been doing it. Let me see when my last post was. I'll tell you. Right I was now. really seeing that the other day because uh, Brandon asked about you the other day and I, I gave it to him. And he was like, damn, he hasn't posted shit in that long. My last post was July 16th, 2019. Oh, shit. Yeah. But, um, well, you know, these, these girls you may be seeking in the future. What is like your, 
plan as of right now? Are you just look so you're just looking today or what's uh so these girls know what they're getting themselves into? I'm I'm looking for someone who um you know, it's it's cliche, actually bring shit to the table. Women just think that they can just they're like, oh, I am the table. No, you're not the fucking table. Just because you have tits and a vagina doesn't mean you are the table. That's big facts. Right? Like you gotta bring me some value. If I'm like providing and leading and paying for dates and you know doing all this shit you want like women today want a traditional man but they don't want to be traditional women they don't want to cook they don't want to clean they don't want to like make you a sandwich and it's like what is so wrong about being a man and being a woman and just accepting your roles right and it's like if i'm doing all this shit you can't are you serious you can't do these little things for me so like if you're not bringing value to my life, if you're not complimenting and adding to my life, then I don't need you. Would you be up for a girl who has the same exact job title as you and like the, the position in their in the company? Or are you looking for someone who's just going to be like an at stay at home mom type of thing? Stay at home girlfriend. No, because wife. I don't I don't plan on having kids. Like she could be well, stay at home girlfriend then. No kids. No, I mean she could have her own job, her own career. You know, like she can contribute. If you want to go on trips, great. She's making good money. You know, if I get laid off, she can she can cover the bills. If she gets laid off, I'll cover the bills. I'm not saying I don't want to settle down with anyone. I do. I want someone that, you know, is my forever and I can I can spend the rest of my life with. But I don't see the need to get legally married and have that piece mm. of paper. But, but yeah, so you're you're not upset if she's making money. She's you don't want like the. You're just providing everything for her type of thing. Right. Like most girls, they want you to, to do everything. You call, you chase, you text, you plan. Like, And they don't want to put in any effort. Like on these apps, I'll, I'll message them like, you know, or like Bumble, for example. The mm-hmm. women are supposed to message the men first, right? And women hate when guys message them with just hi. I can't even tell you how many messages on my phone that it's just hi. Or hey. From a female? Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> are you fucking kidding? Like, are you going to put any effort? And they'll just keep talking and talking, but they never ask out. Like, they expect Bruh, me to do it. What's the point of that? It's I don't the, I don't understand it at all. It's like, yeah, so like. For me, it's the, it's the fact that they're ex- putting the expectations on me. It's like, no. Like, if you want equal rights and this and that, like, fucking step up your game, too. Like, you can't have your cake and eat it, too. Big You're facts. Not be a traditional man while you get to be a modern woman. It doesn't work hey. that way. I definitely feel like, I mean, maybe you understand this more because you are single amongst your age. And so, like, yeah, this day and age of dating, oh, you definitely understand it because you are single amongst your age. Like, is it different than back in the day? Before you answer this question, I feel like girls in this day make this shit, like, impossible. It's like, yo, just, I'm asking you on a fucking date. I'm not asking to fuck you on the first date. I'm asking this be open-minded. Let's go on this fucking date and see what goes on from here. I feel like back in the day, maybe so much easier because social media has inflated these girls' fucking heads. Like, I don't know what they expect. I don't know what they're expecting to fucking date Drake on the first date. Bad Bunny is like, nah, bro, you ain't fucking, you ain't fucking J-Lo. Like, well, I, I think, you know, no one's checking them. Women have been coddled. Um, feminism is teaching them all the wrong things like hey you can have your cake and eat it too and like be a big bad boss bitch and have like no you like you can't you gotta choose um for example dating apps i can't tell you the number of app of chick profiles that i see and you probably see it too 
they have like must have X, Y, Z, and it's like a checkbox of like three hundred fucking things. Damn, must be six feet tall, must make six figures. Do you know how many twelve inch like, cock? The percentage of like six feet men alone in the in the yeah, like it's not a lot. Add on top of that, he's got to make six figures. He's got to be cute. He's got to be built. He's got to have a good job. He's got to have all these fucking things. Like, okay, that's fine. You women can have their preferences, right? And I get that. But it's their standards, though. But if you don't it, meet their standards, then but it's walk to the left. Well, it's a little ridiculous. And here's here's where the hypocrisy comes in, right? Like they can list all that shit out, you know. And a lot of them's like, oh, you know, um, swipe left if you know if you're a Trump supporter. <laughs> swipe left of this. It's just stupid shit that doesn't that really mean a lot, right? And it's like, okay, you can have all these preferences, but like, if you're going to have a height requirement and this and that, like, shouldn't I be allowed to have a weight requirement? If you're going to require me to be six feet tall, then you better be fucking 125 pounds or less. So many women are overweight and not fit. And here's the thing. They're asking men to fill all these fucking checkboxes. They don't even qualify for a man like that. Like, you're asking for the cream of the crop of men. And you're fucking mediocre. Why are you asking for the cream of the crop? Like, be realistic. I do not have no disagreements with that at all. You know, so like, like if I could you imagine if I put on my fucking profile right now, must weigh 125 pounds or less, or must have fucking double D titties. <laughs> you get screenshot you know? and cancel somehow. Exactly. Yeah. But women can put their preferences on these dating apps all day long. But if I were to put like must be double D's or 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 bigger. <laughs> Swipe left, you know, like, <laughs> you know, what the funniest one is to me of all time. If you don't, if you're not 420 friendly, swipe left. Immediately, I'm like, left, get the fuck out of here. I ain't. That's one of the funniest things to me out prep, like personally, because I don't smoke. So when people say that, I'm like, all right, I'm like, left, you fucking weirdo. But, um, yeah, no, definitely, um, we definitely have to set up this battle between me, you, Michelle, and Natalia, um, because it would be entertaining. Because um, she definitely has some views on this, 100. percent I'm on her side. We can, we, you've, what I've shared, you've seen, and like, like when that first trip, you know, like I said, I think that's what started it all for us, right? We, you know, I met you there. We went to Universal Studios and hung out, and you were, you know, you for the first time, I was like, oh shit, he's actually opening up. You're telling me about this girl at the time, and I was just like, I I never told you this, but in my head, I was like. This is fucking dope. Like, I, you know, I haven't seen him in I don't know how long, and like, he's my cousin, and he's just opening up, and I'm like, this is special right here, and I, I treated it with respect, and I think Thank you, you, I think you knew that, um, but you know, when you left, you still stayed in touch. Out of all the cousins, and I'm not betting, you know, talking bad about anybody, but facts are facts. Like, you are the one that consistently text messages me, you'll email me, or you'll call, or you'll leave me a voicemail, or you're like, hey, I'm going on this trip, like, what's your PTO look like, can you meet me here, and you know, if I can, I go, and I've gone a couple times, I haven't been able to make them all, but you put in the effort, you reach out, you ask how I'm doing, how's life, you check in with me, and not a lot of people from the family do that. Yeah, man, you know, I I try to, you know, reach out to people who uh, give me that same respect back, and uh, just throwing it out there, actually, I'm going to New Orleans for Halloween weekend, if you want to come. <laughs> you told me that, yeah. Did I tell you? Again? Yeah, you did. Oh, yeah, I'm going again, yeah. That's going to be fire. It's going to be dope. I, oh, you don't care about football, but I'm a season ticket holder to the Dolphins now. So any any anytime you want to go to a Dolphins game, I'm a season ticket holder. So we can we can plan that out, too. Um, but, yeah, no, not for sure. So, like, yeah, you know, I always try to reach out to people who give me that same respect back and, um, you know, 
I have a, you know, people ask me before, like, damn, how do you have so many different guests in the podcast? I, I try to be like my nicest to everybody, be, and, like who gives me respect back because, bro, you never know. Like, why be rude to somebody else? Like, and uh, obviously, there's people, the different people you click with and vibe with, and you know, like I said, like we don't vibe on everything, but you know, I can see where. You know, someone has a good heart in the back of their soul, stuff like that. And a lot of people, I think that's one of my, like, you know, good strengths. So I can see, like, the good in people and shit like that. And I can definitely see the bad in people. But Yeah, because so, I, um, I actually think we don't have a whole lot in common. But um, I do see your heart. And I think you see mine. And we're consistent. We stay in touch. We reach out with each other. We both love to travel. So yeah. we have that in common. And, you know, the girl problems that we talk about, we have that in common. So <laughs> yeah, not for sure. We have our own unique bond, but we definitely, definitely don't have... Like, there's so many things. We're <laughs> such different people. Definitely are. <laughs> definitely different people. But that's where, like, honestly, like, I'm not sure if you've seen this. Obviously, you live in a different state. But, like, obviously, people, like, who know me, I can camouflage with anybody. Because I have so many different hobbies. Like, so... And I'm not trying to be anybody I'm not. I think mean, you know, like like you said, you, you we know we're different people, but like at the same time, like we still connect, we still vibe, just go off the stuff we vibe on. Like I know I'm not gonna hang out with you and talk about sports, and I don't try. I'm not that person to be like, yo, did you see the you see what Tua did last week? <laughs> yo, did you see that Celtics game? Like that's just not our vibe, and I'm not that person to put shit on people. So um, yeah, you know, <laughs> definitely. Uh, but you you bring me up to speed on some stuff, and you know I, I like our differences because there's a there's quite a few things that I learned from you, and I, vice versa, right? There's probably some things that you've learned from me oh, that you probably wouldn't have gotten from some of your people that are very you know mind like like yours. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure, definitely not. Um, the, one of those things being fitness. We're finally on this topic, yeah. baby. People love hearing it. They, they're seeing the muscle bound. They're looking you up. They're seeing Lucky Rick Sar. They're like, no. God damn, this guy's fucking shredded. I'm really not. <laughs> Bro, you're lying. I'm going to put this picture. He said, I'm really not. Look at this picture right here. Wait, I can never do this. Look at this picture right here. He is flexing on stage on his title reign. <laughs> this picture of being here is going to be here. So but you're lying because you're fucking shredded. Well, here's the thing. It, that's not sustainable to look like that every day, 24-7, right? That was for a show. I did a lot of water, water manipulation, and um, I, I was dehydrated. You're kind of dehydrated for those shows, and it's not healthy. But they do that so you get all the cuts, you're tan, and you got these big, bright lights on you, which is why they give like you this, tan. Like this? Like a million of them? Yeah. Which is why they make you tan, because if you don't, it just washes out all the definition and the striations that you're trying to show, showcase when you're trying to compete. Mm, that's intriguing. So, so what made you even want to get into to being in shape? Like you said, oh, I go to San Diego. I want to look nice and blah 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 blah. What took you to that next step? Because that next step is a lot different than just yeah. looking good and hitting the gym and you know being that guy that's like amongst your friends. Like oh, I'm, I'm, I'm that jack motherfucker. I'm like, nah, you're. That's a whole different level. Well, I had a buddy who I worked with, and um, he was in good shape. He was a uh, ex-military. He was a marine, and he saw that I worked out and he ran into me at the gym and he's like, dude, he's like, you look in great shape. He's like, if you tweaked your diet, you could probably compete and you do great. He's like, have you thought about it? I'm like, actually one of my previous trainers tried to get me to compete. And I said, no, but, uh, he's like, well, um, I'm willing to help you. So he, he got me a meal plan and I followed it. And that's when I started getting ripped and shredded. And I was like, holy shit, it was just a tweak. But 
it's not just a diet, man. It's a culmination of everything, right? You got to eat right. You got to go to bed. You got to get proper sleep. You got to be able to fucking put in the work at the gym. Even if you're taking steroids. If you're taking steroids. Well, there's this competition. You're not just going to allow steroids and that don't allow steroids. Right. But I mean, even like these professional bodybuilders, you don't get that big without taking steroids. But the point is, just because they're taking the steroids doesn't mean they're going to look shredded and jacked like that. You still have to put in the work. Yeah, I know people are like, oh, you take steroids. It's like, not me. But people are like, oh, like, talking about other people, like, oh, that motherfucker takes steroids. It's like, but even if that motherfucker did, right. he still got to work out. Right. It's not, you don't just don't take them and you're right. fucking shredded. Right. The right. Point I is, mean, that's kind of a question mark. This, right. Steroids are getting him as big as he is, but the point is, he's putting in the work that most people are not doing. So, what? what's the point of taking steroids? For those, those are curious. So, like, you said you don't take steroids. So, like, and you're pretty, you're looking pretty good. So, like, if you did take steroids, how, what next step would that take you to that point? Um, well, I mean, for me, you asked why I wanted to do it, right? For me, so I saw my buddy. He kind of encouraged me, and I was like, what the fuck? I'm going to be, I was, like, 40 at the time. I'm going to be 41 soon. Like, why not get ripped, get in shape, and have some cool-ass fucking pictures of saying, like, hey, I did that one time. So, for me, it was a checkbox. Right. And uh, that's why I did it. And it did change my lifestyle in a while because I cut sugar out. Now I can't drink anything with like sugar. It's just like I used to drink regular Coke. I can't do it no more because it tastes like syrup to me. So I drink Diet Coke. People are like, oh, if are you I diabetic? Do, I don't drink like soda at all. But when I do, I instantly like feel like I'm going to puke. Yeah. So people are like, oh, are you diabetic? You drinking diet? I'm like, no, I just can't drink regular <laughs> fucking soda. It's too sweet. But um, yeah. So to answer your question, it was it was just a checkbox. But um. It's, it's a big ass checkbox. Yeah, people who take steroids are because they want to be Mr. Olympia, the next big thing. <laughs> like, it's just it. Each generation gets bigger and bigger. If you look at Arnold when he was competing, he, like you're like, holy shit, that that guy's ripped. He's in shape. Nowhere near like the guys today. I mean, look at Ronnie Coleman, great Dude, guy, ginormous. Ripped, but I mean, look at like look what it's done. He can't to even him. walk. Yeah, he can't even walk now. The, the, were you watching like those? Um, were you watching like those documentaries and stuff like that? I've watched like the Ronnie Coleman one, the Arnold Schwarzenegger, like um, uh, the Hulk one, whatever the fuck his name is, the Hulk Luke one. Frigno. Luke Frigno. Was that? Yeah, I met I met Lou. Is he just as big in person? Yeah, he's huge. Even at his age, that's oh nice. yeah, but he's he's like a big teddy bear. He's a sweet guy. Yes, yes, everyone's. Uh, I've heard on the, those documentaries say, but like, so were you watching all those things to, like get you pumped up too, like getting you ready for those uh those shows and stuff like that. No, for me, it was like I committed to this. I paid a lot of money for, you know, my NPC license to enter. I paid NPC for the coaching, um, National Physique Committee. Mm. So I, I paid for that. I paid for my trainer. I paid for my my meal plans. I paid for my bathing suits, my tans, like all like my posing sessions. I, I had invested so much money into it that I'm like. I'm not going to fucking cheat. Like I, I committed to this. I might as well stick this through. or Otherwise I'm just throwing my money out the window. So that's one thing about me. I may take forever to make a decision or figure something out, but when I make up my mind, I'm focused and there's no changing me. Like you're not going to get me off that path. I'm like, I'm going to do it. So what, what was your exact title when you won? Um, well, I competed in three different categories, but it was just, uh, I think it was 40s master and over, 35 and over. And then um, it was the open where it could be like I could be up against an 18-year-old to like a 50-year-old. Oh, so I won all the classes. And then You won I, every single one you did? 
Yeah. Oh shit. And then I got to compete for the overall. Um, <laughs> and then I got to compete for the overall, which is like the best of the best of each one that won. Um, and it was just one guy I was up against, and I lost to him. But he was he was a lot bigger and a lot more jacked, and he definitely deserved it. But I was like, I'm hey. not complaining. Like I'm just, I was like, I just hope I can place. I never expected hey, to win. Three out of four. That's pretty damn good. That's yeah. pretty damn good. So, so that preparation for. So that's 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 what's up. That's that's dope as shit. I, even, I did not know that either. So going into that. So what was the preparation? Because I've, you may be one of the only guests I have on who has won a fitness competition. So I'm gonna take advantage while I can. <laughs> So what was like even the preparation for that? If anybody's thinking about doing that, what would you, uh, well, let's get the preparation for it first. Well, I mean, what was the preparation for it? So like how long did it take you to transform into that body? I mean, obviously like the meal prepping, but like, oh, I kind of know. So I'm, I'm not, I'm being yeah. like, but our viewers who don't know. Right. Cause we've what, talked about it. Yeah. I've talked about it before. So I kind of know your process, but people watching who are curious, what is like that process and like the shortest terms you can possibly do? Um, it's a lonely road of discipline. <laughs> Again, you're going to be um, alone in your struggle, but you're going to be crowded in your success. So um, I didn't go out a lot. You know, I was in bed by like eight, the latest, maybe nine, because I was up at 4 a.m. So I would get up 4 a.m., hit the gym, do my cardio, go home, pray, shower, get to work. Um, in the evenings, I'd, I'd eat my meals and figure out what I need to do for the next day. Really, the weekends was the only time I did, like, fun stuff because I was in bed by, like, 8, 9 o'clock, Monday through Friday. Um, even on the weekends. I'd, uh, well, I'd, I'd, on the weekends, I'd probably go to the gym at, like, 5.30, maybe not 4 a.m., but... Oh, shit, sorry. <laughs> but um, on the so weekends, it consisted of my schedule, discipline. All right, I got to get up. I got to get my groceries. I got to get this. Go home. I need a meal prep, so I'd cook all my, you know, my meats, my ground turkey, my ground beef, chicken, my sweet potatoes, my brown rice, and I'd prep for the week measure out my um, meals, you know, based on my macros that my coach gave me, and I'd, I'd set them all up. That way through the week, I'd just grab one and eat. So it's um, <laughs> buckle in. If you want to do it, it's hard work. It's uh, There's no shortcuts. It's a lot of discipline. you got to be able to stick with it um, because you're not going to see results right away, but you it will come. When I first started seeing results, it was like after eight weeks of training and being strictly disciplined with my dieting. That's when I was like, okay, now I'm starting to see it. And when you do, that motivates you even more to not want to cheat and break that cycle. So uh, if you can get through those first eight weeks, that's probably the hardest. Yeah, I mean, like you can't even have like a starburst at that fucking point. Like you can't have one thing that doesn't throw you off. I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't drinking. Uh, I wasn't doing donuts or uh, there was definitely none of this shit. No alcohol. Like it was just all clean, healthy eating. And what training. do you say to those people who are like, cause I've listened to a bunch of fitness podcasts and they're like, like I've heard certain people, they don't look, you know, they don't look like a, a bodybuilder, but like they're decent. But then they're like, Oh no. But like, if you can fit those macros in now, nah, you can like, you can have four truly's if you fit that into your macros. Are you, you're debunking that. And you're like, no, nah, you're a fucking lying. Like, um, I mean, they're gonna say what they want to say, but me, I debunk it because like you have alcohol, this and that. It, especially when you've been clean for so long, it, it hits you harder, and you're not gonna be as motivated. You're not going to get up. Um, you know, before I started getting really disciplined, I was like, yeah, I would have some drinks, and then I'd get up. I'm like, oh fuck, I'm hungover. 
I'm dehydrated. I don't want to work out. I do make it to the gym and you do, it's a half-ass workout. So it affects you. Um, and I was like, I don't want to deal with the effects. I've committed to this. I've invested so much time and money. I'm going to see it through. Yeah, because this is only two grams of carbs and two grams of sugar. That will still fuck you up. I mean, if you had enough of them, right? They're 100 calories. It's it's about how many meals have you had? It's, you know, how many calories in versus calorie out? Simple math. What were you burning? For those people, like, so you need to burn more. Typically, you need to burn more than what you intake. For people, burn more calories, macros, you get that? No. Am I wrong? Yeah, I didn't worry about it. I let my coach worry about it. But typically, it. you should. So you should oh. be burning more than what you take in. Absolutely. If you want, it depends. If you want to cut down and lose lose weight and get lean yes if you want to bulk up no you're gonna you need a surplus so so this even that like that's still gonna just this is gonna fuck you up like even if you had two of these no it's it, not it, gonna it, fuck you up but it it affects you right it affects like your whole fat metabolism and fat burning process that you're trying to like you're trying to create a fat burning pro, like furnace in your body right and when you do this stuff, it affects how efficient your body's, you know, doing that and burning fat. Mm. And that's why people are like, oh, well, I've been working out. I'm not losing weight. And I'm like, well, you're fucking drinking. You're eating fucking pizza. You're doing this stupid shit. You're staying up. What time did you go to bed? Two o'clock. Okay. So your cortisol is probably through the roof because you didn't get enough sleep. Sorry, your what? Cortisol. Question mark. <laughs> yeah. So... Like, Google it. You know, basically, cortisol, you don't want that. When you get high stuff like that, that contributes to a lot of your belly fat in men. For women, it's around their ass and their thighs. Also, when you get high, I don't smoke. So, I, so I, so our viewers, our listeners right now, so, like, if you're smoking, is that what it is? No, no, no. I'm, I'm not even talking about smoking. I'm talking about when you're eating crap and you're not getting good sleep, your body's producing cortisol, and that's not what you want. You don't. Mm. So, even if you're here in the gym... Regularly, Look, and, you could but, you could do like a million fucking sit ups all day. Like, <laughs> you can do that, and I don't give a shit. If you're drinking, you're not eating well, and you're not sleeping, you're never gonna see your abs. It's it's just as that simple. So when you're when you're sacrificing all this stuff, are your friends gonna mad at you? Do you care? Like, do you just have to sacrifice at the end, at the end of the day? Um, it's a sacrifice because you're gonna want to do those things, and you're gonna feel FOMO, but. My friends have been supportive. It's more about the girls. There was one girl I was dating. It, it almost, I, honestly, my brother called it out, and he was right. She was just jealous and trying to sabotage me. Hey, I made cookies. I made this and that. I'm like, you know, I'm fucking training. Like, why are you making that shit put in yeah. my face? Like, get out of here with that. Are you telling her, like, yo, get the fuck out of my face right now? Or are you just no. like, trying to be nice? Like, I, was, I was polite and I was like, thanks, babe, but you know, I can't have a lot of those. I'm sticking to my diet and like, I want to train. I want to, like, I'm seeing this through, but I appreciate you making those. You know, maybe I'll have like half a cookie, but I'm like, I'm not going to eat this whole Did you have half tub. a cookie? I would have half a cookie or half a donut. But I'm are like, you like, being like guilty? You're like, fuck. No. I, I, and, I, and I did it to appease her, but then it came to a point where I'm like, no, stop. Like, how many times do I need to tell you, you know, this is not what I want, but just, it's like she was trying to sabotage me. Mm. Mm. So how long did you get that? And you're just like, you know what? Fuck this. Um, well, I mean, I, you definitely were like, fuck this. But how long did it take to get to that point? You mean why I left her? It was well, well, how long did it take you? Was that the main reason? No, no. There were other reasons mm. other than that. She just wasn't. She wasn't the one. She wasn't a good person. You know, she was trying to sabotage and 
she ended up cheating. She was projecting on me saying, oh, so like if you're doing this and blah, 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 like if you're seeing other girls, just tell me, you know, let me go. But she was the one seeing other people on the side. Like everything she was accusing me of, she was doing. She mm. was projecting it. Was she the cousin accuser? No, it was a different girl. <laughs> it was a different girl. So, so it seems like you're, you're out here, you're dealing with these females. So if you had... If they're this, I mean, let's, let's chat the mark in this anyway, but like lucky Rick star, Rick stars, ideal female. What does she do? So like you're in the club. How was some female catching your attention nowadays? She's not at the club. <laughs> Ooh, okay. So where would you be? So, I mean, we go out to the bar. So like, wait, so you still go out to the bar? So like, it's been a while. I mean, like, not often, but every now and then, you know, for me, like, like I said, she's going to have, she's got to bring value. She's got to be reasonable, easy along, easy to get along with. Not with these ridiculous, like ridiculous standards that are just delusional. Like, be a real person, be authentic, um, be genuine, have a nice smile. I, I really don't require a lot. Just be a good person. Oh, you can't fuck them, but Teeth. um, can't. It's so hard to find people with good sincerity, integrity, and you know, it's sad. I've kind of given up hope. <laughs> oh, it is. It is brutal. It is rough out here in these streets. But um, where? But so okay. So, where ideally would you be finding these females? Um, well, hopefully. I mean, I've been I've been doing it the dating apps, and it's just been nothing but a shit show. Out of oh, all the years brutal. I've been doing, maybe I found like three good girls that I dated that became girlfriends. But um, right now I'm not worried about it. I'm just doing my thing. I guess comes along, whoever, comes along, whoever crosses my path or. You know, a friend of a friend or someone that I get introduced to. Like right now, I'm not worried about it. Well, friend of a friend. Okay, so but what's catching your attention? Like a Hispanic, you know, what's, 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 your, what's your type? Like if you, have, if you have a type, you say if you are in the club, you're like, damn, this girl's looking cute. What, is, what would be catching your attention? Um, Tall, short? Well, as my mom says, um, my Ricky doesn't discriminate. So <laughs> <laughs> she could be blonde, redhead, black hair, brunette, doesn't matter. Ricky likes all the ladies, right? Hey, um, I give everyone a chance. But for me, um, you know what's funny? You know how women love to say, I need a real man? Yeah. All right, well, I go to the club or wherever, out downtown San Diego or wherever, and I see a girl with these long-ass fake nails, painted on eyebrows, which is just nasty, <laughs> ridiculously long fake eyelashes, ridiculously like plumped-up collagen lips, and all this work, fake boobs, and I'm like, you want a real man, but there's... Fucking nothing literally real about you. <laughs> hey, but, but you, you got to be able to support them, though. No. They're doing this to, to, to please you. No? I like the simple girl next door. Hey. Looks cute, you know. Nice hair. Decent nails. She doesn't have to have, like, these long fake, like, oh, God. Women look like clowns to me these days. There's a lot of them. There's a lot they of look them. Like like, yeah, they look like fucking clowns. definitely look like fucking clowns. I'm like, that is not attractive. There's a there's a whole bunch of them, hundred percent. Would you rather? Uh, I have a question for you. So, would you rather deal with uh, someone who takes a lot of pictures of you, like everywhere you go, she's taking a picture of you, or someone who takes a lot of selfies all the time? Like absurd. Um, I don't think I could deal with either. <laughs> If it's all selfies, you're obviously narcissistic. Um, if you're taking a lot of me, it's like you're not really 
being in the moment with me and seeing what's around us, mm. right? So like, yes, it's flattering, but it, it gets old after a while. Like it's um, and and it's just creepy why you're constantly taking so many pictures <laughs> of me. Like we're here, we're ex- we're ex- you know came here to experience this, be in the moment with me. Yeah, I agree, hundred percent. If, if I had to pick one, I guess I'm picking someone who takes a lot of pictures of me because then, you know, I get some cool Instagram shots. You know, could you date someone who has like a a bad dynamic with their family? It depends. Um, everyone's story is different. Is it because that person is just an asshole and left their family, or is it like really, you know? shitty situations that they were put in parents that are drug abusers or alcoholics or who knows like everyone's got a story and a reason and everyone's got their baggage me included you gotta be willing to look at that person um basically what have they done to be able to control their life to mitigate some of that stuff you know if it's stuff out of their control you can't fault them for it yeah that's yeah that's true that's true you know, sometimes I feel like uh, I would be like, oh, and I can't date with a girl. Like she has a bad, bad dynamic with like her parents. But it's like, like you said, you never know. It could be out of her control and stuff like that. But yeah, so I've definitely bended my opinions on that for sure. I've, originally, I'm like, nah. But like you said, I guess growing older, you never know what's uh, what happened in their life. That you know, dynamic to you know, deal with that. No, you never know what anyone's dealing with, what they're going through, right? So I always try to be kind. Um, I mean. Like I said, I try to be a good person. I try to better myself than the person yesterday. But am I perfect? Fuck no. Do I make mistakes? Absolutely. Do I like Facts. make judgments on people and like you know are, are hasty sometimes? Absolutely. But I, you know, <laughs> I, I wouldn't be human if I if I didn't do those things. I remember one time we went out with one of our cousins and their friend was being like, I'm not gonna lie, he was being weird, and you were just like. Yo, what the fuck is that guy's problem? Like, literally ran in front of him. And I'm like... <laughs> I don't remember that, but that sounds it was, like me. It was funny as fuck. I'm, I'm just like, meh, he's not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, people typically keep that to themselves. And you're just like, no. <laughs> so, I come back to what you were saying. You're just like, nah, I'm going to speak my mind. And I'm like, oh, honestly, he's not wrong. Well, especially so. if it's, like, people I care about, right? Like, I'm going to fight for family. So. Yeah. That's funny as shit. Um... I love hearing this answer from people. Would you rather date someone with an overbearing ex or someone with overbearing parents? Um, oh, it's like I kind of got you thinking on that one. Yeah, because neither one's a good scenario. Uh, but if you had to pick, you, no one's perfect. So, like, if you had to pick, like, overbearing ex or overbearing parents? I think the overbearing parents because they're probably going to be more reasonable and logical when you talk to them. And if they're not, you could always move away from them where, like, the crazy ex could just keep stalking. And I've had a few the, stalkers. The worst. But you had an overbearing stalking ex or overbearing stalking... Um, yeah, can you... Yeah, I got gotcha. Overbearing ex or overbearing, like, you had a stalker. Like, you had a, you had a stalker, like a girl like stalking you. Or both. Yeah, I had, I had a girl stalking me. She would come by my work. Um, I was living with a buddy at the time. He needed... A place to crash so i let him stay in the spare bedroom i had in my condo and uh i, I woke up one morning and she was just standing at the foot of my bed staring at me and i'm like what the fuck are you doing Wait, how'd she get in so my buddy that i lived with um went out to the yard there's a sliding door he, he would go out there to go have some smokes come back in and he didn't lock it oh and jesus she knew he, he never did so she went around the back came through the sliding door and 
Yeah, it was it was creepy. <laughs> Dude, at the same time, it's kind of cool, right? Like, you know, taking so out like, a stalker. No, society paints men as like you know creepy and pedophiles and all this shit. But there's plenty of creepy shit that oh. women do that no one's calling them out on it. No, they're 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 passionate. They're passionate when they do it. It's ridiculous. But when guys do it, they're creepy. Right. Right. Is like, that or that, like when you know some guy that they're not interested in and comes in and makes a move or says a line or whatever? He's an asshole. He's a creep. But if it was fucking Brad Pitt or somebody that they like, that's okay. Oh, it's, it's definitely different. You know yeah. what I mean? That's not sexual. Bro, harassment. having a stalker as a, like a girl is not kind of a compliment too. Same time, no, no. Um, yeah, you gotta have a girl who cares too much or cares too little. No, I would. They definitely don't want a stalker. You know, that's just unhealthy. <laughs> yeah, it is, but it's so so kind of cool. Maybe back in the day, people think it's cool when you're <laughs> you think that's cool, but like nowadays, it's like no, man. I like my my liver and organs where they are and not stabbed. <laughs> You don't be fucking torn up to pieces uh, fucking nighttime. Yeah, I like my penis where it is. Like Lauren <laughs> Bobbitt, you know, she cut that guy's penis off. What? Like, yeah, like you should, this was before your time, but like some fucking crazy lady cut off her guy's fucking penis. Damn. And like everyone like applaud her and cheered her for it. Could you imagine if a guy cut off a girl's titty and threw it in the street? <laughs> Like, he would be fucking vilified. Yeah, he'd be in fucking out to drive. He'd be in like, Guantanamo Bay. So it's like, why is that okay? Why can like she cut off a man's penis and that's okay? Like, like no one's saying like that is fucked up. That's fucking nuts. Like fucking, you seen Gone Girl? No. Ben oh, Affleck. Yes. Yep, I've seen that. Dude, she was nuts. She was nuts. That was a guy fucking arrested in two seconds. Yep. It's it's fucking it's. These double standards. That's how I'm waiting for this conversation. I can't fucking wait for this. <laughs> Maybe coming at your life. Guys, shout out to my guy, my cousin, one of my good, one of my best cousins in the world, right here, coming through from San Diego to come on the pod, the EG Pod of Thunder, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, YouTube. Like, subscribe, follow him on Instagram, Lucky Rick Star. Follow us, my well, myself, Explore for F on every social media. So um, yeah, appreciate you guys coming through. Hope you guys enjoyed that conversation. And let's get it, baby. Follow us. All of us hope you love that conversation. Let's get it. <laughs>